The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap episode for the Sanderson Farms Championship. And joining me to break it all down, it is Greg Ducharme. What is up, Greg? Man, what a day. I'm excited to be here, Rick. Half The halfway point. These are always fun ones. You get to kind of evaluate uh, our, our picks earlier in the week. And this has been one, I, I have to say, Looking at this leaderboard right now, it would have been very, you would have been going out on a real limb to pick the top of this leaderboard. Well, even from like a fantasy perspective, um, like half of the top 12 most expensive golfers are going to miss the cut. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it was, it was yeah. kind of devastation up at the top, but it was not devastation for one Keegan Bradley who follows up his 66 on Thursday with a 65 on Friday. He goes out in 32, Greg, and then he punctuates his rounds with an absolute dime. That's what our friends over on the pick six pod call it, right? Absolute dime into yep. 18 into even for Keegan kick in range. It was like two feet. He knocks it in for birdie shoots a 65. He's your uh, leader by two. His kicking range this week is uh, a lot longer than it normally is. It, yeah. It's been impressive, so to speak. I mean, you, you look at a player like Keegan Bradley, and usually if he breaks even or is slightly positive on the greens, it's going to go pretty well for him. He's a, he's a solid ball striker. I mean, I wouldn't put him on a level of Sergio Garcia, who we'll talk about later, but he's generally pretty good. You look at him this well, he's second in strokes game putting. I mean, mm -hmm. 207 feet of putts made for Keegan Bradley. And when he puts that way, this is where you find him top of the leaderboard. Yeah. His Thursday round was one of the best putting rounds I had in my database on him. I'm sure his Friday round, when I go look at that, it'll be similar. I mean, he's getting six and a half strokes on the field, on the greens. What I think is interesting uh, to note about Keegan is, you know, this, this he's going for his fifth career PGA tour victory. And when you think about when is Keegan, won, like, it feels like it's been a lot longer than it actually has. You know, he won. Was it? it was the BMW, right? Two years ago. Yeah. The 2018 yeah. BMW championship, which would have been about this time in 2018, a little, you know, 25 months ago, something like that. Uh, it feels like it's six or seven years, but it's not. Yeah. It, um, that was a great performance. That was Justin Rose was in the mix there. Uh, I think they were even in a playoff. I think Rosie and, and uh, Keegan were in a playoff. Keegan wins. Justin Rose goes on to win the FedEx Cup. And of course, Tiger Woods won the tour championship that year. So um, if, if you think about Tiger winning the tour, champ, uh, the tour championship, that's not that long ago. And there was Keegan. So again, when he finds it with the putter, he can really go. And the thing is about him, he was hurt more than mm. uh, more than many with the anchor ban um, yeah. back in 2016. It, it really it really hurt him. And he still I mean, today looks great, but 
we haven't seen any consistency with the putter the way we have with the Webb Simpson or um, some of the other players, Adam Scott, some of the other players who have come back from it. So it's nice to see him rolling it well. He used to do the belly putter, which always looked like it hurt to me. Yeah. Just jamming the nut, like your grip up into your belly. That looks like it hurts. Yeah. I mean, I would say, Rick, you're probably not jamming it in there because that it, w- <laughs> That's it what would it looks hurt, like. <laughs> but it is anchored. So um, Webb did the exact same thing. And yeah. Stuart Sink, who uh, who has been a story this fall, he did the exact same thing. So it, it really hampered a lot of players and, and it put a halt to Keegan's career. I mean, Keegan Bradley was one for one in majors at one point. He played in one major. <laughs> And he won it. And that doesn't happen very often. So uh, and he won rookie of the year that year. So I, I think that really hurt his career. That's a pretty good record. Yeah, we had three rookies of the year in the same group for the first two rounds because Keegan was paired with Scotty Scheffler and Sung J.M. Hot on the heels of Keegan Bradley in a tie for second is J.T. Poston, who follows up his fr- uh, Thursday 66 with a Friday 67. And I thought what was kind of most noteworthy about this round, Greg, was a couple of things. Uh, started fairly slow. He went out in even par. Then he got it going. He makes five birdies on his inward nine to shoot that 67. And he's the guy who you think, wow, he's really just absolutely striping it out there. Second in the field in strokes gained approach. Of course, he's rolling the rock well, but he's really hitting the ball well, giving himself a lot of opportunities to make birdie putts. Um, with with JT Poston recently, this has been kind of the story of the week. Yeah, yesterday's leaderboard was very similar, and these are players that haven't really been in great form coming in. And for JT Poston, the I mean, in, in DraftKings, Rick, he was the minimum uh, at the at the U.S. Open. He was mm-hmm. he was the minimum at the U.S. Open. JT Poston, a guy that won the year before, a really really talented player, and he'd been struggling with his game, and it was all in the iron play. The iron play, then you'll have better numbers than me on this, but the iron play was horrible. And now here he is, 4.16 strokes gained approaching the green. Uh, As you said, he's second place. He he hit 14 of 18 greens today, 15 yesterday. So when the iron play for JT Poston is good, he's he's a really talented player and, um, and, and somebody to look out for. Someone else to look out for, Charlie Hoffman trying to find his first victory since I want to say it had to be the 16 Valero. Right. That's the one in Texas, the Valero. Uh, he follows up his 64 with a 69. And and I think, Greg, what's interesting is, you know, Charlie Hoffman is uh, no. I mean, he's notorious for going out and shooting something on Thursday. Right. Just go out there, run out there, shoot your 63, shoot your 64 and see if you can hold on. Nice to see that he follows it up with another good round. Three under par keeps himself uh, well in contention of this event at the halfway point. Absolutely. And, and um, today's round was marked by really solid driving. It got a little loose at the end. The front nine, he drove it great and he uh, he was able to hit a lot of um, a lot of the greens. And then on the back nine, it kind of got a little loose. So I, I think for Charlie Hoffman, you're probably looking at this round saying, uh, well, I got off to a, a pretty decent start from a ball striking perspective. Um, I know I was only even or one under par going out. Um, it, or, or no, I'm sorry. He started on the back, right? So he was, um, he went out in 34. He was two under with a couple of bogeys. Right. But on his second nine, the front nine, it kind of got a little loose tee to green for him. I did think the birdie at six was big. It was really important to kind of um, get both of those nines under par. But um, I, I think Charlie can clean a couple things up and get back to what he did yesterday. So this might, th- there's a chance that this was the bad round for Charlie Hoffman. My hope is, um, that that TD Green performance coming down the stretch 
is is the bad performance and it's not the normal i hope that's not things leveling out because there's a couple shots he really could have cleaned up to round out the top four is mj duffy and here's what your this is the storyline right this is the storyline for the week he monday qualified for this event this is fifth pga tour start and and i cannot even begin to describe greg we can try how difficult it is to Monday qualify for events these days. You know, we talk about how deep golf is. There are so few spots. You usually have to shoot something incredibly low to Monday qualify for an event. And in this one, particularly, particularly for the Sanderson farms this week, he qualified after an eight for two playoff. That means eight guys in a playoff for two spots. So as if it wasn't already hard enough, you had to be one of those two to come out of it. It's, it's, I re it's really hard to explain and quantify how difficult it is to Monday qualify. The Monday qualifying life is brutal. There's a, a great Twitter account, uh, the Monday Q, I think it's called. Uh, and, it, and it just it talks about Monday qualifiers. It talks about players that are in this position where they're grinding, trying to get out on the PGA Tour. And it's great. It really highlights the story. You'll see leaderboards of eight for two playoffs and, and guys that shoot 65 uh, in 20 mile an hour wins and miss by two, right? It, it, it is amazing. Um, it, it's really amazing how impressive these players are. Um, but when you get in, it can lead to good play. I mean, to get in to Monday qualify, to get into an event, you're clearly playing well. It, so we look at these guys as bottom of the barrel. They're, they're men's on DraftKings. They're, um, they're, they're nowhere near betting favorites. Yet sometimes you get a player like Corey Connors. I think last year, Corey Connors Monday qualified and, and ended up winning. So it can happen. Point being, these guys are really, really good and they're coming in confident. They just played a round where they shot in the low 60s to get in. They beat eight guys in a playoff. They're in really good form. Right. So uh, MJ Duffy, a player you definitely um, don't know a lot about, but it's something to watch. It's a storyline to watch over the weekend. That uh, that Twitter handle you're referring to is a case of the golf one Monday Q info. And you're right. So uh, Corey Connors, most notably the last guy who Monday qualified and won. I believe it's happened five times on the PGA Tour where a guy has actually parlayed their Monday Q into a victory. So it's rare, but you're right. These guys do generally come in in pretty decent form because they just shot an unbelievable round, you know, a couple of days, a couple of yeah. days prior to this. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of factor. It's not like, um, well, watch out for the, the four guys that Monday qualified. <laughs> it, it's not quite at that level. But it, it's, it should be less of a surprise than we make it because they are coming in on such good form. Let's talk about who looks good for the weekend. Uh, Keegan Bradley, two shots clear, and he's, I guess, the biggest name, the best resume of anybody in the top 10. I mean, I guess Sergio is in there as well. But you've got Charlie Hoffman trying to chase. You know, Greg, this, this tournament historically – uh, offers a lot of first-time victories, right? We see that uh, a handful of times. So you're probably talking about, you know, Taylor Gooch, Denny McCarthy, Christopher Ventura. Those are all guys looking for their first win. Is there anybody that stands out to you that you say, okay, they've got the staying power for the rest of the week? Well, it, it's fun. I mean, th these are the hardest to predict, the hardest to handicap, in my mm -hmm. opinion, because these are a bunch of players here who are, um, I'm not taking away from their ability at all, but they're players that based on their previous records, you don't trust, right? We <laughs> right. saw Christopher Ventura recently in contention and the weekend didn't go great for him. Um, MJ Duffy, you don't even know who he is, 
you know, it's a great story. You don't, you, you just don't, we haven't seen any of them. Mm -hmm. Charlie Hoffman is a player who we haven't seen on a leaderboard in quite some time. Um, and JT Poston is coming off a really, I would, by his standards, a weak end of the year performance. So there's, there's not a lot of players up here that you say, okay, yeah. And, and then you look at a Keegan Bradley who's leading. So that gives him a little bit of an edge. He's got a two shot lead. Of course, he's going to catch your eye, but Keegan Bradley has gained six, six, over six and a half strokes, uh, putting. So he's not going, that's not the model, right? He, the model doesn't work with him. The model works best with probably MJ Duffy, who uh, I think is a um, second. I have him as second um, strokes gain approach the green. And I have him as, uh, wait, where he's 27th putting. So he's gaining a lot approaching the green with iron play. That's where the model goes. But yeah. do I trust that? Not really. So I, I guess I'm left with um, a, a Denny McCarthy is a player who I've been watching for a while now. Yeah. And I really think you're going to start to see him improve. He's had some performances with improved iron play and the putter is more reliable with him. So even though he sits um, right now at six, I think he's, uh, he's gained 5.1 strokes putting. So that, that has him at six. That's really good, but that's more normal for him. Whereas for Keegan, it's, it's, it's unnormal. So it's hard to trust it. So I guess I would have to say um, I would, I, I do like Keegan cause he's leading. So that gives him an advantage. I like Danny McCarthy because I've been watching him, although it feels a little biased. And the other guy would be JT Poston because his iron play has been such improved and it was really good. Then he lost it for a while. And I think he's kind of found something here. So I'm hoping that that can hang on for him. But th this is this is really hard, I think. Yeah, you're because there's you, you have zero confidence in any of these guys. I think that was the big takeaway for, for me is when you look at this leaderboard. So Keegan Bradley is three to one. Charlie Hoffman and JT Poston, they're both eight to one. I think they're I can find a bit of interest in Christopher Ventura at 12 to one. You know, there there's the okay. nar there's the narrative side of it, which says uh, you know, we see a lot of first timers win here. There's the narrative side that says, here's another kid from Oklahoma state who is, is uber talented and, and can find a way to, to, to win golf tournaments. He's won on the corn ferry, which I think is, is very handy. And then you look at the, the statistical side of it and he's fifth in the field in strokes gained from T to green over the first two rounds. So uh, when you put all of that together and I see him sitting there at 12 to one, he's the first one, Greg, that at least catches my attention, right? I mean, Keegan yeah. might win this, but do I want to bet it at three to one? Not really. Do I want to bet no, JT no, no, Poston no. or Charlie Hoffman at eight to one? Not really. Like right. I, 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 there's something of venture is the first one that kind of grabs my eyes and say, okay, this, this might be an actual something I could put a buck down on. He's um, I, I, in the top 10. He's driving the ball. I would say the second best Sergio Garcia is the only one driving it a little bit better than him. So uh, it's an interesting pick. I, I like it. I have no problem with it. You've seen some consistency shooting 400 today, 500 yesterday. It doesn't feel like he just shot his really low round with Keegan. You may feel like that was kind of his ceiling that he reached today, which can be a little bit concerning. Do, do you want to give a classic Greg Ducharme guy who's like nine shots off the pace, 50 to <laughs> one, like when you did John Rom? Because Scotty Scheffler's 50 to one. Uh, he is four under, so he's going to be nine shots off the lead. What was what was John Rom when you touted John Rom at like 66 um, to one? He was, he was six off the lead. Okay. But uh, it, it's completely different because, <laughs> you know what? I, I can give you a guy. He's not, it's not Scotty Scheffler. Right. This is a guy to watch out for. Um, 
you're not going to believe when I say this, but it, he's won recently, very recently. Stuart Sink. Oh I, I look at Stuart Sink right now, who's sitting at six under par. He shot three under the first two days. He's having a great time with his son. They have great vibes going, great stories. He's hitting the ball great. And I think I think he's really confident. I mean, I look at I look at the players that are above him, and maybe Sebastian Munoz uh, would be would be a player with um, a, a confidence that could rival him right now. Um, and and I think you could really see a charge from him. And if he goes out and shoots seven under tomorrow, and he gets himself to thirteen, how far is Keegan really going to stretch that lead? And then and thirteen under would get you past. Poston and Hoffman and those guys would then have to go shoot a five under round and, and then you'd be within three. So I, I do think uh, Stuart Sink is a, a real long shot, blindfolded, um, blindfolded dart, throw, throwing the dart there. And, and maybe you could hit with him, but he's got a lot of confidence. He's 40 to one. If you want it, uh, I think this is a wide open leaderboard. So interesting to see it, I'll be interested to see how it shakes out over the course of the next two days. Speaking of blindfolded, I want to talk about a golfer who's literally closing his eyes while playing, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. And we're back. Greg, it was early on Friday morning. I was drinking my first cup of coffee on the couch here in California. It was, I don't know what time it was, 7 o'clock, 7.30. And I'm on PGA Tour Live, and Sergio Garcia is putting literally with his eyes closed. Now, we've made fun of Sergio. Like, he's probably putting with his eyes closed because the numbers have been so bad. But he was literally closing his eyes, and I guess... There's two parts to this. Let's talk about today, relying on his feel, just trying to really take away what, Greg? What would this do? Um, so typically, if you're going to do something with your eyes closed, this is something that I've done with, um, I, I wouldn't say beginners, but really high handicap players. Um, I've done it with players typically in short game where they can make these great practice swings and they can brush the turf nicely. And when the ball gets in the way, everything changes. So the idea of closing your eyes is to eliminate the, the term of being uh, ball bound, which you've probably heard before you're ball bound. That means that the ball affects the motion that you make. And so this, real quick, this is a lot when like my practice swings look awesome, but my real swings are terrible, right? Because now I'm thinking exactly about actually right. hitting a ball. Right. So the ball has a, has a lot of power. Um, that, that little thing sitting down there has <laughs> a lot of power over everybody. It's not just you, Rick. So uh, my guess is Sergio is feeling like he can make a really great stroke, but when the ball gets in the way, he gets a little locked down. So it may be to free him up a little bit. Uh, I, I have my concerns with it. Um, of course, look, he's putting with his eyes closed. It's, <laughs> it's not, it's not a great sign. Um, but that would be the reason why. And I guess I suppose it's working a little bit. He's right there in the mix. But has the putting really you are, are you really that impressed with the, the numbers on the greens, Rick? He gained a half a stroke putting on Friday, which was 
I believe only the fourth time in his last 20 rounds, he's even gained strokes putting. So the stats would back it up. Here's the thing, Greg. He said afterwards, this is, this is baloney. I do not buy this for one second. He said for the last four years, he's hit about 70 to 75% of his putts with his eyes closed, including when he won at Augusta. I don't buy it. I do not buy this for one single second. Um, I, I don't remember ever seeing that. <laughs> now, if Henrik Stenson told you that he's been putting with his eyes closed, you may believe it because you, you don't see his eyes. He's <laughs> exactly. got the shades on. Yeah. Right, right. But Sergio doesn't wear shades. So I, I feel like people who are watching the game, I mean, it's Sergio Garcia. It's not like somebody you've never, that doesn't really get a lot of TV coverage. He's, a, he's, a, he's covered when he's playing. <laughs> we would have seen it. So, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't seen that before. I'm about but. to red string this. I'm about to pull up the uh, the Masters, what, oh, 17 Masters on YouTube. I'll probably debunk this in three seconds. There's no way this yeah. guy's been putting with his eyes closed. No big deal, but I was I was there for that final round. Oh, so you should just be able to tell us right now. You don't, you don't remember yeah. him closing his yeah. eyes. <laughs> no, I, look, when you're, when you're there, you don't really quite get it. Uh, <laughs> the view that you do on TV, you don't get the HD close-up shots. Um, so, but yeah, I didn't see it. I mean, he hit the, he, he didn't, he could have closed his eyes on 15 with that Eagle putt that he had <laughs> about two, two, uh, two and a half feet. Golf always gives us something. There's always something out there. If, if it's yeah. not Bryson with ants, it's Sergio putting with his eyes closed. It's unbelievable. I know. Well, you gotta, you, there's so many, you got, you're trying to find an edge. It's such a hard game. You can get lost in your own thoughts and you'll do anything you can to play better, to improve. I mean, look at some of the training aids you see, some of the exercises yeah. you see guys doing and, and it, it, you know, you do whatever you can to make it work. It, it just is a sign of how competitive these guys are. And that's why you see Bryson with the ants. He's trying to get an edge with the rules. That's why you see Sergio punting with the eyes closed because he thinks it might help him, even if it's only a half a shot uh, or, or half a stroke uh, stroke gained. So that, that's kind of that, that's why you see these players do things like this. Well, you better believe I'll be paying close attention to Sergio Garcia's eyes moving forward to see if they are open or closed. Greg, we are going to crown a chicken champion in 48 hours. Uh, thank you for joining me. Any final parting words you'd like to leave the uh, the listening audience with? Man, I'm excited. Great opportunities for these players uh, coming down the stretch. So, And as always, um, I appreciate your support. Everybody watching on YouTube or listening, it, it's very much appreciated. And I also appreciate you following the Sanderson Farms. So hey we'll, we'll talk to you again the rest of the weekend. <laughs> we will be back uh, again after round three. Doug Bell will be back from jackson which is always fun uh you can find greg on twitter at the real gfd you can find me on twitter at rick run good this has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time all-star studded challenge ever and this time it's every competitor for themselves best challenge ever the challenge all-stars new season now streaming on paramount plus go to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply